0: Hello everybody and welcome back to part 2 of our review of Slipknot's new album, We Are Not Your Kind, the sixth studio album from one of the biggest bands on earth today, Slipknot. I suppose they've been pretty big for a long time. Anyway, my name is Holden Stefan Roy. I did the whole intro thing and the whole first uh, half of this album in part one of the video. So for those of you who haven't watched part one, I highly recommend you do so. Otherwise, I'm going to go through the rest of the album track by track. But like certain points that I've already expounded upon in part one might not be expounded upon it with as much detail here in part two. But listen, if all you care about are the songs on this half of the album, who am I to stop you from adding watch time on this channel? on that note thank you for being here i look forward to having you along with me on this adventure and uh maybe this is a red flag to y'all that i talk too much so instantly this track takes us out of the dreary tone of a liar's funeral which again truly remarkable song and then brings us into the hard hitting red flag it feels like the speed's been cranked back up to top tier it's aggressive it's heavy everything's stomping but it's also got like some cool musical parts a little bit more I don't know, something that goes on about two thirds, three quarters of the way through the song, a little like solo we break down part where I feel like it just has a good energy to it. Like this one is like, yeah, yeah, we know we pushed it on the last one. Here's a little something for you to butt your teeth back into old school fans who wanna just mosh out and push each other in the pit. Um lyrically though i think this song is is actually riveting right because we're one track away from an interlude which i believe changes the tone of the album because that seems to be what these interludes have done a little bit um and in the last track we kind of looked at i guess the reality of having to kill off a part of who you are maybe kill off the liar part of you the darkness or whatever um based on how people see you and we kind of looked at that in that track so if you don't like my two sentence summary i elaborated in the other one but um so you have to deal with that situation and then i think it's kind of moved away again from that idea and now it's taking a look at the people who make you feel that way in red flag and i actually think this song is meant to change the tone a bit to a little more on recovery note um, and move towards what you need to look for past just saving this is escaping running wild in the middle of weeds eyes can't see me careful with your breathing get away or they start to feed strength's not enough be defiant you're looking for a reason to suffer you'll find it but if you want to live to be better beginning your energy will keep you from getting exhausted and purge it and i'm like whoa this is really like uplifting like nothing on the album has been so directly uplifting it's like when you feel manic when you feel like whatever be careful you're out there in the world. Everyone's fucking dark. Weeds is all around. Weeds is like plants, but they're mean plants that serve no good function. Um, people can't see the real you, etc. But what I really thought was the most striking lyric is, "You're looking for a reason to suffer. You'll find it. But if you want to live to be better, begin it." So it's almost like at the end of the day, you as the individual has to make a conscious choice. Do I want to continue suffering in my life? Because I can. It'll be really easy. Or do I want to seek improvement? And then if you do, start that journey because you will be able to purge out the darkness. So if you think about even the cycle of anxiety and depression and the darkness, usually once you've hit your rock bottomist moment, you kind of change your mind a little bit i'm saying usually it's not entirely and when this happens if you haven't hit your rock bottom moment where catalyst time kicks in and maybe you start looking for brighter days then maybe you just haven't hit it so it's not like everyone goes through it all the same but usually you'll find you know a reason to start looking for up again and i feel like this is kind of reminding you that at the end of the day in the darkest of darks it's your choice to start pushing towards it and then in response to maybe all the people you don't own me you can't hold me this is a beginning you are an ending and so it's like my mindset's changing um you can't stop me from achieving it's just powerful to me and then you get the chorus with they'll smother their own just to feel you they'll get you alone just to steal you they'll eat you alive just to kill you nobody will ever have you used to be something special now you're nothing new and if you think about how like i guess people treat you In a sense, you know, it's like they drain you, which we've explored on this album. They take from you. they, They chop into your creative energy and resources. And then they'll just, like, discard you. And let's say when you're done it's over you used to be awesome and special and now you're just a has-been in a sense you're nothing new and i guess that's what it feels like to be especially as you get older in the life when you were something special at a certain point or especially how many people even at work make you feel like a superstar and tax you creatively and then when you can't keep up the ridiculous hours or the crazy workload up you're nothing new used to be something cool and move on and then I think we expound on that in the next verse. Vultures salivate, poison to exterminate. It's the dawn of the Renaissance, emancipation, cattle and displacement. You want to reason, but there is no response. I want to allow this to happen. Another situation I feel trapped in. And then you know, kind of wish you all would fuck off, etc. So kind of like what i think is remarkable from that is it's like it's almost like he's not realized how toxic like everybody else is in the world and it's the dawn of the renaissance emancipation cattle and displacement so now what i think is fascinating about the renaissance is how art was used to raise awareness in a sense and you can definitely say that uh they're taking this album to almost try to normalize going through shit and let you know that it's a real thing that the way people treat you is poorly so in a sense i feel like they're renaissancing in themselves and how they're choosing to approach this subject matter and you realize that people aren't really reasonable they're just kind of taxing vultures and i thought that was just really cool and then you know flows in with the chorus again and it builds up and it's super intense then you get to the bridge plague don't panic don't believe the riddle that confuses me bitch so manic i can see the light that exposes you so dramatic now i'm so empathetic means the bigger the mouth that i can eat you with force a habit good you at your havoc but consider the sources you've been tampering with and i guess it just sounds like yo in my journey of self-discovery and shit i have evolved myself to being a more empathetic caring being capable of seeing through your bullshit And that is kind of something that happens usually if you want to become a less egocentric and a more caring person as you migrate away from negative behaviors, you learn empathy. There's this weird idea that you can't sometimes that floats around but you can absolutely learn how to be an empathetic caring individual and you often get really good at it and when you can it really does feel like i have a bigger mouth that can eat you with because now i know this much more about you and that gives me that much more power in this situation overall i thought this track was pretty freaking cool and then i like just kind of how it ends repeating now you're nothing new like this almost reminder but again it feels like in a sense now it's like flipped a little bit in the way it ends where now you the person coming at me is nothing new and i can see through all your shit because i catch all the red flags. because yo i'm up my game and i'm ready to go so it's like these last four songs kind of just deal with how people treat you as you're going through a degree of your shit and then at the end of the day you're able to identify a little bit the toxicity in others and how to avoid that so you're a lot more capable and that's really cool to me sonically i gave this song 4.35 i feel like it kind of fit in real nice on the album and next up we're going to talk about what's next so apparently part of the reason this song is called what what's next is because they've been working on stuff for so long and every now and again titles change and you you know you get used to something being called something and then it gets called something different so ultimately this was just a what's next moment this is another arrangement that stems from clown who was heavily involved in i guess the little interludes and it's just this little music box inspired instrumental like it's got a, it just sounds like a little pony spinning around and it's eerie and it's daunting but it's also hopeful right like it it kind of has this creepy vibe to it, like you know, not everything's happy yet. But following, I guess, the strong epiphany moment of Red Flag, it seems very fitting that you're ready to kind of deal with the next phase of this this journey you're on. And I don't know, I don't know exactly if I would call the next phase like super positive per se, but I definitely think that we move in a direction that's different than maybe the last few tracks which felt so directly with the criticisms of maybe at a more societal level anyway um i like it a lot um it has a weird syncopated soloy bit at one point it just it's it's really interesting it's a cool instrumental and it totally fits as like an intro part to spiders the next track and i think that's cool so i gave this a 4.5 because it's amazing and it, you can listen to it alone but it also just perfectly works on the album to move into the next track which as we said is spiders this is the weirdest fucking song on this album like if you were to say what song sounds like weird and maybe is not one that fits no don't get me wrong it fits it really works on this album from like my perception but like this is the most standout like in a sonic point of view it's got this creepy like kind of sound going on with it um someone calls it funk metal on genius i don't know if that's true but it totally feels not like the genre of the rest of this album but still feels thematically and like sonically like it fits the dark tones of what we've been exploring um Corey comes in singing and it, after like that weird intro and it's like jarring like you're just like what like it, it just it's just so cool like i think it's cool not in a bad way it's just jarring and it, wow that caught me off guard um then you get well you can go at it alone or keep it in between the pages of the books you burn so no one gets to read the finger pulls your stitches type but knowing someone's secret is not enough everyone's a little bit a lot of the time and i think that's fascinating because if we look at maybe the the last phase where we burned off our caring of what other people think and you move into it now you kind of have the choice you can go out alone or keep it in between the pages of a book that no one gets to read so now you've got all these things still going on right because i think that's an, an imperative transition is just because you get to the next level of awakening and maybe you're no longer caring about what everyone thinks about you you still have these spiders are these issues that you're dealing with and you're still hiding them and even if people know your secret it's only a snapshot or a fraction of the greater picture and so maybe it's best to keep it isolated but still at night when you're lying in bed you know i picture it the spiders come in side by side two by two and night by night who is food and who's thrown away and then it just repeats that and it's eerie like spiders coming side by side like it's got this haunting feel to it i picture these spiders to represent thoughts and ruminations and anxieties and just different fears and darknesses that can come through it you know the stuff that when you are alone that plays through your mind and haunts you um and it's just really eerie i guess that's that's the most i can really say about that part The next verse is just you know when now is not the time tomorrow disagrees but your real world isn't ready to face the face behind the real me time to think it over i'm not over trying to overthink i've had enough everybody's limited to what's on their mind that's why i really think this song is about like ruminating in the middle of the night because you kind of sit there in the middle of the night when time is just passing you know it's not over then tomorrow's kind of there you're you're stressing about whatever's happened the future is going to obviously contradict you your real world can't meet your real world your perception of things can't really be honest enough with yourself to meet the true self of yourself so you end up almost fabricating things, thinking, over rationalizing, getting frustrated with getting lost in your thoughts. But to some to kinda like tie it back in the two verses, you know, every so instead of everyone's a little bit a lot of the time, it's now everybody's limited to what's on their mind. So now it's like what you know and what you think about is essentially the fact that it controls who you are and whatnot. And then you get this weird, weird little spiders bridge thing where you repeat spiders a while and Make yourself a martyr's pet and watch them all escape. Make yourself at home instead, you'll lose your toxic ways, And that's interesting because if you think about these spiders as the different forces trying to influence you and darken your day, you can either give yourself into it and, you know, maybe watch the spiders escape or maybe lose control over your situation or watch these thoughts go away. So instead of being something that you can work with, you have these thoughts to just come and go. I don't know maybe i'm reaching or make yourself at home instead you'll lose your toxic ways if instead of maybe try to enslave yourself to certain systems you go and build your foundation and create your environment you actually can overcome the toxicity in your life which is true and actually really cool to again see that kind of twist on a song like this and you know hints of like positivity are like sprinkled into a lot of these songs giving you ways to like find better solutions for yourself go in alone suffer for your feelings I'm not enough but everyone's a little bitter all of the time and I like that because it's true you know like actually take your time to go be alone something that uh, I was told when I was younger is at some point everybody should live alone and it's miserable I felt like for myself there were days where I felt so lonely and isolated and it was really hard at first but then you kind of get okay being alone And you recognize not everybody has good days all the time, but you end up being able to work through things, through being alone. And I don't know, especially in our generation where everyone just feels the need to be around people all the time. I don't know, the song just kind of brought me there. Overall, I thought it was weird and creepy and fascinating to listen to and... Almost like a little bit of a breath breath of fresh air on this album because it is so out there and different and weird. But it also showcases just how talented Slipknot is because that's a lot of styles that they've got on this project no two song oh red flag kind of sounds a little 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 bit like neo forte and whatnot but everything still has a huge distinction and, and stands out and no two songs are really identical sounding so that's really impressive to me when hearing it and but you also hear the quality of what like 20 years of experience is in a band like this because the level of composition these songs are longer thought out put together like it's just really remarkable that they can also make everything sound so distinct but also flow everything through in a way that almost tells a story that's expert level writing no wonder slipknot is like such a huge band anyway next track on this project is called orphan i forgot to mention there was a really cool i think guitar solo on spiders that should have been pointed out and i forgot to and you should check it out um orphan starts off with like a minute of like intro and it's like stupidly calm and i would like to quote this guy kg cylinder over on genius as he says another slip not doing slip down is only slip not contract this crusher is slightly more traditional than most of the other songs on the album but only in the sense that it follows that good old fast and heavy verse slash big and catchy chorus formula then he bashes other mainstream metal bands like they're not cool so the part where he said that first part's awesome bashing with other metal fans eh? who cares slipknot's dope i mean frankly i don't know why everybody has to have this like competitive attitude with it like the world is not the same and anybody coming in today is in a different game than back in the day and it's really hard to be yourself unless you actually have a tenured legacy like slipknot um I mean they could go indie and just still fucking kill it. I don't I mean I think they're still on Roadrunner, but they don't really have to if they don't want to, I believe. They're pretty famous um either way it kicks in and it's just fast and it's just really strong and he comes in with the game it's like rap ass kind of fucking because it's like when cory has to keep up the speed of the music it's like you almost growl rap because it just works um i wept when i realized there were no more demons left to conquer an opportunity to show my feelings with skin so thick you swear it was armor a penitentiary that only lets oxygen out i wasn't ready for a version of the truth to get out i'm getting desperate i wouldn't want to fester at another bad dream now what i took from that is if we think about it like you're now building up your quest towards self-recovery and you know being a functional person within yourself and coping with your shit we get to a point maybe where you've basically beaten most of your bad habits and you still feel like awful because maybe that's just how you're hardwired or whatnot so you know i wept when i realized there were no more demons left to conquer where it's like it doesn't matter this is just kind of who i am and what it's going to be like forever and then his feelings is he has an opportunity to show his feelings with skin so thick he would swear it was armor like he presents himself in such a way where like you wouldn't know anything's wrong let's say but simultaneously um he's still got the deepness going on but perhaps he's evolved himself to a point where you really don't even know anymore what's what's going on about him he's not ready to tell you and therefore you're not really gonna know but deep inside he doesn't want to slip back into this shit and maybe things are still real um i'm a man of extremes i found the flesh and i'm liking it i'll put an end to all the fucking psycho babble we eat the meat because the meat had a soul we take the lives because the hurt makes us whole and then i'm like wait a second is Corey taylor giving us a little double entendre here pointing out that when we do commit the murder of animals to eat the meat that is like consciously like deep down we're sadists so we like eating meat because we like causing hurt but simultaneously it does look into chasing your addictions and being almost from a self-aware perspective understanding who you are and the dark things that inspire and push you to pursue shit so it feels like some of the earlier content only recognizing who you are and almost coming to terms and accepting of it which is an extremely important part of the growth process from my humble opinion um then you got the hook or the chorus i'm not the same you never had a clue or knew my name you want to know my the story take my pain i'm ready the lie is heard i am not the same and then uh it repeats a bit uh you never had the intent to keep my blame you really want to know who the fuck i am i'm the orphan the one who killed your world and i guess what i take from that is People don't necessarily understand who he is or whatever. And, you know, when people show him some kind of compassion or whatever, and he goes, oh, you really want to understand? And unloads on them. And people kind of fake interest or caring. He almost breaks their innocence or their reality. He's the orphan, the one who killed your world. I'm the one who stepped out of your fragile existence, your fake beliefs of shit. And I smashed that shit because of the pain and the reality of who I am. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I took from it. I love the second verse too keeping up with appearances with acts of attrition doesn't matter because I know you'll never listen before you knew it when you saw it now you say you never knew it it was all a big conspiracy that's interesting because when you do have to fake your shit it almost is attrition which is like I guess accidental damage or just the the cost of your mental health is you try to fake shit all that and people don't even care because everyone's so wishy-washy and buying into whatever pop trends are going on nobody's really caring about stuff in the way it really is i don't know i feel like the second verse just kind of has them feeling jaded with everything give yourself a medal i swear i fucking give up or nothing special just an accidental tweak at a freak and evolution at a kennel in the f- is in the fetish you seek there's still a part of me that's dying in a dumpster the one who's ro- who rose is a motherfucking monster And it feels like again the battle within yourself where you kill off the parts of you that like aren't necessarily compatible with everybody else to fit into this world and i feel like there's this inner conflict that you end up creating an orphan of who you were and that's something i feel like i'm going through now where in a sense to get to where i want to be in life i have to kill off who i am and create like this bastardized version of myself and i don't know sometimes it feels like the one that's rising is a monster not the one the good version and while whether it manifests with good deeds or however it comes out i feel like inside of myself i have to embrace such darkness to get to where i want to be to do good things i have, i don't know it's, it's a weird internal flux that i go through and hearing cory spit this shit kind of I found myself relating to it like it, it's really accurate to me, you know. I've seen the future and it's simply burning. I was not put here to be so discerning. You want the world to be dissatisfied, you don't care so what the fuck should I fuck should I sell myself to stay alive? And that's another point. So the future of our world is this chaotic destructiveness and like why do I have to accommodate you so much and try so hard to put up with your crap because at the end of the day people don't care (laughs) so you go through all this shit to appease this instantaneous moment when people don't really care that much i mean people care people care about you individually if they're within that like 150 people in your circle type shit if you look into it apparently we only can really maintain 150 relationships at once in total so it's not like you know everybody gives a shit. so everybody expects you to be away but what's the cost of that and why do we even bother when at the end of the day everyone's burning it all down then i like when he goes in the bridge um everyone has something someone here has everything so that's true because we all have a little something going on out there but when you really look around there are people there who probably have this everything who have it all figured out or privileged or however he wants to break it down but the truth is that maybe we all have something we all feel like it counts for something but there are just people here who have everything i like that because it just sets up this darker grander tone to everything we've heard um tell me about it i would love to touch it the way i ruin it, uh hear it the way i ruin everything i touch i never thought i would get to say i'm sorry but then again i think you asked too much to this to that and then he goes like too white to be black too black to be blue too sick to be me too fuck to be you i only wonder if i love to see the end of the road it always gets me nowhere and i thought that was cool because um it's almost like at this point again he's listening to all of your criticisms about him and he's just listening and he's going through it okay and if we think about society and the way society judges us um, it's almost like you never really get the opportunity to apologize when you do get condemned or approached and even if you did what's the fucking point because at the end of the day you can't be perfect you're always going to get asked too much there's always going to be like something that gets in the way of whatever standard you're trying to achieve because people are fucking fickle these days and so maybe one day i get dragged through the fucking rails of twitter and i guess that would be good for my career but like i don't know everyone here has something someone here has everything i'm the orphan the one who kills and it's fascinating because if we look at this from the frame of this fairy tale middle class existence everyone's chasing, then it's like yeah, some people have it all. But here with my blunt reality, I break your ability to have faith in the system. I don't know. I really dug it. I thought it was a cool album. Uh, sorry, a cool song so far on this album. I give it a 4.75. It's definitely one of my favorite ones and then um yeah why don't we jump into the next track which is almost seven minutes long and it's called my pain this track is like really ambient, considering the length and everything like the first minute and 45 seconds barely have anything except like a little i think kind of sampled in interlude intro thing pain she loves me wants me to be less scared more free to feel more of my pain almost uh, painting I guess anthropomorphizing pain as this person who cares about you in a sense and wants you to almost embrace everything about it so you can experience and feel more pain it's almost like pain wants you to train yourself to handle even more of it to just dump onto you but it's done with this slow and gradual build-up and just kind of almost synthy and like like i don't know it's really cool to me it's such a different song and then it like kicks in and it has this calm somber darkness to it you know and then cory just sings over it and he's singing at a very slow pace so it takes him like a while to get through this verse it's it's like everybody's drawing it out but to exemplify emotion not so much anything else so i believe he's taking on the role of pain i'm your friend and i'm your shade do you do what you want just remember it's for love i'm your wall and your rock don't run away don't forget it's only for love i'm your chain and i'm your lock there's no escape just as long as i say love i'm your death and i'm your cold you end with me remember this was never love and what we're seeing here is almost And it doesn't have to just be pain. It could be whatever addiction is in your life. It starts off like I'm your friend. I'm the good thing you're going to escape with. Let's say it's drugs. You get high and it's amazing. It's your way of coping, whatever. You can do it. You can indulge it because it's all about love. Then in the second part, I'm your wall and I'm your rock. Don't run away. Don't forget it's only love. So you get the security you get the sense of like comfort as you really get into it and it becomes the thing you use to escape more regularly becomes your foundation how you cope through things but it's all love then it evolves into the next phase of addiction when you can't escape it when you just need it when it's not so good anymore. And then it's just, there's no escape, just as long as I say love, because you love it, right? You need it, you've gotta have it. And that's just what it is. So some people it's literal physical pain, other people it's food, other people it's whatever it is. But when it's toxic and unhealthy, it almost always evolves to I'm your death and I'm your cold. You end with me. Remember, this was never love. So it's this evolution of something that looks like love at first and gets you hooked until the point where you realize you're ensnared and you're almost dying. But it was never love in the first place. Then it resonates love. I'll take this and I'll take that. I'll take you too. You can never give too much. And it's just showing that. Under the illusion of love and good things, your pain is going to take everything it can until you're gone, until it expands and whatnot, and it, it really just kind of hits heavy, like pain using like they're just loving pain like it's a complicated thing with this outro that goes I've always felt this way for you and a sense this is how your relationship with pain actually kind of is when you look back and you think about it almost whoever you are and it's almost something that we've always been hooked on we've all got our vices we'll say either way this i think really fits the album because in orphan you know spiders you have like the fact that you've got all these things coming through your mind and you've got the internal battle now so you've dealt with the external battle now you've got the internal battle and an orphan it's like how your reality's fucking shit up and so again continuing on the internal battle to my pain with the ultimate form of self-awareness where you recognize the toxic habits in this kind of direct way and it's really powerful to me and i thought it was really cool so i gave this a 4.5 on five uh sorry yeah i gave it a 4.5 and um I would just like to point out that the sound and the way he says rock is just so pronounced and so perfect that it really just stood out to me and is an exemplary skillful use of a freaking K sound because not many people like that's actually a hard sound to make sound good like the end of those kinds of words like thought to add that T in at the end it's fucking complicated I find it to be such a weird thing that I deal with when recording. I digress. However you might feel about the show, sometimes it feels like we're all not long for this world. So, if you really go down that path of the self side of recovery, I suppose, in the the more mental capacity, um, you might hit the really darkest parts. And even if you're going through your self-awareness journey, I think one of the things you need to do is come to grips with exactly how far you fell. And the consequences of that, so in a sense, a lot of this album kind of reminds me of the way the twelve steps of recovery have you um confess your life and the worst things you've done and whatnot and in a sense, I feel like before we can get to the last track, um no long for this world is like admitting to some of the the worst shit that's gone on and just how he's dealt with it like um part of the iowa recording sessions has him doing shit like slitting his wrists and whatnot in the studio just to like get to a mind space or whatever but we see him kind of explore that um I mean the song kind of kicks in and has them singing this in like a weird fadey kind of sound before it like really picks in for the chorus Um, So cutting or scratching, they scar the same, the angle is off, edges are soft, the mark remains I know I'm bitter and full of rage, you would be too, what I've been through, knowledge is a difficult age And uh, so I guess So To me, it doesn't sound like he's doing it. It sounds like he's thinking back on it, like understanding and reflecting. Here's the truth about it. However you hit it, whether you scratch with your nails, you cut or whatever this is kind of the situation um he knows he's angry but when you're thinking back and being aware of it knowledge is a difficult age knowledge is the part where you recognize that all those things you did were really bad and you use that to not do them anymore um and i think he's taking this like reflective tone and he's saying yeah i went through all of this and it was fucking hard no wonder i'm so fucking angry now you know because i'm not i'm I'm not he's being healthy as i understand he's sober and he's not indulging all of the shit that he used to do when he was younger, so this is like a healthy Corey expressing how fucking difficult it is not being able to do this type of shit. And I believe part of that, just if you really want to jump ahead, is the way the song ends with I was not long for this world. Kind of exemplifying linguistically that this whole song is the past and he's describing how he felt at one particular time. But he is again past that because I think Corey is being very smart on how he's presenting this subject matter in a way where there's no encouraging of it. It's like, yo, you can be better. And I think it's really important, but um the chorus screams in a little bit so decide tell me how i'm gonna die because i've already gone anyway decide tell me how you loved a lie it wasn't really hard to see hard to see not long for this world i saw somewhere somebody said this might be a little bit about his divorce you know how are you the person who claimed to love me and i going to abandon me Um, when it was clear to see I was just fucked up the whole time, if you knew what you were looking for, so you can, you know, tell me how I'm going to die, but I think it's just anybody that ever cared about you, that abandoned you in your hardest parts, where it's like, yo, you see I'm in this situation, why are you, I guess, abandoning me? Um, but in the same way, like, kind of taking a little more of a melodramatic tone, you can see by my state of mind, I'm at the edge. I'm not going to be here much longer. Then we go into the second verse where it's like carving or biting. We bleed for keeps, utter control, into the cold heat. Hell repeats, God, I'm starving, spreading me thing. Buying a story, my soul is for sale. Trust is an arrogant, such an arrogant thing. And again, it feels like he's kind of spaced out at his wit's end. Um, he's telling people maybe stories. Maybe he's convincing people even in a way that, all of the self hatred and whatnot is a good thing or if you look at it from a different way by putting all of this shit into music and, and going through hell let's say to create albums or whatnot it's kind of like your soul's for sale at that point because you're putting your soul out there and people are literally buying the product of it and then i like the idea that trust is such an arrogant thing like if you think you can trust something that's some fucked up shit inside of you and that is a perception i guess that is bad like one of the things i saw in my like efforts to like learn how to get along better with people is just the complicated nature of learning to trust after being jaded um anyway the chorus comes back in and it just again got this intensity i don't feel like it's like the fastest song but it's got a nice heavy hard hitting thing the guitars are pretty cool overall it's got like a good sound flowing on in um you get this little bridge i know the shit you eat there's nothing mellow in the drama (laughs) nothing mellow in the drama you live and breathe get it mellow drama but no your drama is not mellow because he's flipping mellow now to be excessive and a mellow drama is kind of fake drama so he's saying that the drama is real um you like your secrets to be kept in the family you don't get credit for your rare good behavior go be a savior Uh, and it almost feels here like it's super personal like whoever he's dealing with doesn't want this shit to be like public we got to keep it on the low maybe it's internal within the band and that kind of stuff but it does feel like if you're dealing with someone on a personal level and you're going through some shit they're going to treat it like a dirty little secret um you don't seem to get what i'm saying and i'm sick and tired of explaining good night good luck goodbye good luck there's nothing worse than a ghoul manifesto i'm not impressed though and here it's like you giving up on a person you're trying to explain what you're going through what you're dealing with etc and then this person's like yeah i'm not really going to save you i'm not you know whatever i tried i tried so hard i helped you here i helped you there your partner and then they almost make you feel like that was too much or they were already a hero so what the fuck do you expect moving forward and, and from his perception, it's like, okay, so every now and again you were great. Fucking cares. We're not communicating well. Get the fuck out of here. That's kind of what I took from that. And then the greatest conclusion that I ever had was when I woke up and, and said, that's enough. Lying never felt so bad. You don't accept it, and I don't care. Bury yourself about all of the guilt. When you're ready, it'll be there. And that's interesting because, again, it's like what we've seen time and time again on this album where at the end of the song, there's this little linguistic clue to it being different like ownership being taken control so maybe for not long for this world we're looking at the more intimate relationship of dating or something like that and the people who are close to you who aren't there for you so then he's coming to this realization that he's coming uh that through his growth and his discovery he doesn't have to lie to protect your feelings you just want to hide this shit um so basically if this person feels guilty or shame or whatever from being with you it's problematic and he's gone and you know i guess he's saying when you look in yourself you're gonna inevitably realize this shit's there and you're gonna have to deal with that on your own and you can whatever how you hurt me how you're abandoning me that's fucked up I'm moving on. And then he does the chorus, does the not long for this world, and flips it to I was not long for this world, which means me to believe that this whole song is a little bit retrospective on betrayal of people who we thought loved him, which we've seen throughout this album. He has not had an easy time dealing with how people are dealing with him in his more depressed, fucked up state. Now, just to comment quickly um, mental health. Concerns are valid because if you're going through stuff it's complicated. I think I saw something like 12 to 15 percent of people in North America have borderline personality disorder. If you go look at that man that means that like one in 10 people have trouble processing how other people behave and that's a lot of people to have no resources or help in this world um, because we don't it's shamed and a lot of young people are more aware of it but i know a lot of older people that probably fall into that spectrum who don't even know and then if you try to behave in a way where you indulge that or you try to understand that it's complicated because you don't people just kind of expect you to behave a certain way in public or around them especially at work and whatnot so either way i think what he's doing with this album is pretty remarkable in documenting all the different pain points on his journey of getting through it all um so i feel like he's at both the end of it all with this person betraying him but also kind of taking ownership to waking up and escaping it at the end of it and realizing um, I don't need this shit from you. You make me feel this way. it's fucked up, whether it's his pain because it could be that the girl or the woman he's or the person that's betraying him here is the friend that is pain as was described in it or it could be how people deal with him. I like the vaguity um anyway, there is just one more track for us to talk about on this album, and let's talk about soulway Firth. So this track totally starts off with a sound that's reminiscent of the intro of insert coin so what i tried now and maybe i'm i'm like imagining this somewhere along the way i learned about infinity albums where essentially you end your album in a way where if you hit repeat it kind of restarts and it kind of cycles through it all again and i think the way that this album ends is a couple seconds of silence but it then flows into something that sounds very reminiscent of Soul Way Firth, where like "Insert Coin" could ultimately be like an extended outro of this track, which then totally flows into "Insanited" and kind of makes this album feel like a more complete, encompassed—you can put it on repeat—experience, which I think is pretty cool um so in that little intro we get today up on this hill i'm counting all the killers they sway as they swarm a look at gluttons in their eyes they mutter as the body loses warmth they pick your bones like lax inside a tomb and take great care not to take care of you here's an unexplainable one and then when he goes to here's an unexplainable one gets like picks it up and whatever but it's fascinating because after all of what we've learned on this album He now has the skills to identify the bad people. His empathy is jacked up. He's kind of able to be more of like a calm, composed, I guess, person. So he's sitting up on the hill and he looks around as he sees all these killers, all these greedy, selfish people with gluttonous looks in their eyes, willing to pick apart people and basically go out of their way to not take care of you and your system, especially from an up top point of view. The government does not care about the mentally ill in our part of the world or any kind of depression or any kind of struggling people just don't care you're supposed to be just fucking perfect machine until you die anyway then the song like picks up and gets into it it gets kind of heavier while i was learning to live we all were living a lie i guess you got what you wanted so i will settle for a slaughterhouse soaked in blood and betrayal it's always somebody else somebody else was me you want the real smile or the one i used to practice not to feel like a failure and i think it's cool here because in a sense it's commenting on how As you're as he's going through this process of learning how to live, it's like everyone kinda embraces this fakeness, this this complacency, this everybody wants to be all happy, we let the world progress in the way it does. But like, you know, if you're real about shit, it's gonna get real bad in the next little while if we're not willing to step up a little bit. And so I could see how we all end up in this slaughterhouse of blood and betrayal. Everyone's in it for themselves. People aren't really about squad no more and uh i like the part where it's like you want the real smile or the one i used to practice not to feel like a failure and that's crazy because half the time i smile as a person it's this thing where people like you more if you smile and i don't know how to do it sincerely when i people have told me when i'm smiling properly like it lights up and people like my sincere smile the real one but the other one that most people get is this smile i've learned how to put on because it's expected of me because deep down inside i don't have that i don't feel that many reasons to smile in life not that they aren't there happiness i like to smirk more but there's a lot of check boxes to hit on my list before i feel like i can smile the way i want to again um And then I love the hook here, you know. I don't need you to do it for me. I don't need you to understand. I don't need you to hide it from me. I just want to feel like any other man. I won't show you the whole story. I won't show you the aftermath. I won't show you my allegory. Don't look away. Here's an unexplainable one. That's fascinating. So at the end of the day, it's like through... It almost feels like this whole album has reached this point where... Corey has gone from requiring the acceptance of others to feel complete and whole to not needing it in any significant way to a point where he's not even going to tell you what's going on to the same level of detail no more because ultimately he's found a way to handle it and in, instead he doesn't need your help he doesn't need you to understand you don't need to hide your shit from him you know what Fuck it we don't need to go through the song dance of all of it you just need to i just need to be myself and you need to be yourself and shit um i'm not ahead of my time i just drew my first breath if i'm alive tomorrow i will alleviate the pressure by cutting you out of me i found my bottom line dead on the front lines i'll know i'll never go home so set fire to your ship and past regrets and be free and in a sense i think what he's trying to say here is everybody's past is kind of fucked up full of some shit you can't go backwards we spend so much time trying to go backwards trying to repair relationships trying to deal with stuff and it's, it's kind of complicated because let's say you burn that bridge burn um if your past was built on trying to appease others then why do you even want to go back there nah instead you went through all you went through to get to your future and and look towards that and i like the way he's putting it like i'm not ahead of my time it's like I'm just aware of what's going on now and I'm aiming to go towards a future where things are gonna be absolutely better. And I thought that was really cool. Like so now I've found my new path in life and I recognize that the way things were isn't going to to actually, you know, be as bad as it was. Like it can be something different or better and then what have you done what have you done and it's almost like this question like you created this monster in me or you inspired me or how did you help or contribute i don't know it's really interesting and then i like how it just ends with oh while i was learning to live you taught me how to die i guess i got what i wanted another needle in the back through purified scarification it wasn't somebody else you fucking did it to me you want a real smile i haven't smiled in years um and i really like how he kind of ends it up with look y'all put me through this meat grinder of life to get me to be what you expect me to be or what you want me to be and i went through the journey i figured it out i got my peace of mind in his complicated dark way that he's put it y'all tortured me and scarred me and hurt me and this brought it up there so you guys want my real smile i haven't smiled in years because i don't feel it because it's i'm not doing that fake shit no more i'm not putting up that fake smile and trying to impress you like i used to um also apparently the title has to do with this solway firth spaceman picture which is a little girl with a spaceman behind it and uh the photographer swears that the spaceman wasn't there before so in a sense that's like um a metaphor for fake shit happening like is whether the photographer is faking it or somebody faked the space man into it the idea is at the end of the day corey isn't going to be fake anymore he's going to be real with his shit he doesn't need your approval he doesn't care if you want it you can't have his his fake smile anymore it's just going to be the real shit and then it just kinda ends. And then I realized there was a music video to this that I didn't see. But apparently it features um, some shit from Lace Boys or The Boys at 2019, Amazon Original. Do you guys like Amazon Prime TV? I have it, I never even watch it. Anyway, that's basically the end of this track and then it has a bit of a musical outro bit that kind of is super reminiscent of insert coin and in my opinion they flow in together i like this closer i think it's a crazy awesome experience i feel like the climax of this album is fully reached in this moment and you're not left disappointed and this is one of the best songs on the album so i'm giving this guy a five on five truly divine um so i guess that's the end of the album review and we do the little wrap-up part now i get this project a 4.5 on 5 um i think that for me i could listen to this album at any point for the rest of my life and still find the same value in it the reason for that is corey and his lyrics more than the music. Like, the music's super fresh and super dope and well composed and well put together. None of the tracks are repetitive. Everything gives you a good range of hard intensity, somber sadness, and, and like calmer experiences. But the truly remarkable thing to me is the honesty and universal truthness of Corey's message and how relevant it is to our current society where things like anxiety and depression are almost at unprecedented rates where people don't know how to cope with being around others or how to fit into a society or how to deal with contradictory social norms and toxicity. And it feels like here we've got this journey of a guy who has put himself through the meat wringer of trying to figure out how to be better how to cope healthily with the situation and documented his painful journey of almost cutting off the toxic demons from his life slowly to get to the point where even if it's not glorious or fun he is able to be the person he chooses to be whether or not you like it and ultimately i'm like yo this Slim not just drop this mature album about self-growth like is this the slim not uh, maybe they've been like this the whole time like maybe they haven't i just missed the whole freaking point on it but this album could be a self-help book for how it's structured and as a 31 year old that's fucking cool to me i'm into that shit. if you see behind me i got a bunch of books like based on a lot of the stuff i've been reading and learning I think Corey did a really great service to the world with the lyrics he chose to write for this project. I think everyone else is dope. And uh, I like the new masks, you can tell me what your favorite set of masks is from Slipknot, and uh, that's about all I gotta say about this project. Oh, given my grade, I would call this a pretty good modern, like, metal, rocky, classic thing. I don't think a lot of albums are gonna be so well completed like this, like what I'm saying is, this is an A to Z, well thought out polished experience like a tenured band who knows how to create a classic album wrote us an album that i'm gonna call a classic album i i don't think there's anything wrong with this project like i mean i'm not giving it a five on five from preferences and taste but objectively speaking this is a well thought out non-corny experience there was a couple of corny lyrics but like like two on a full album this is amazing and really if you guys are like, y'all, come on, in the head chapters was exactly like this. Fine. Let me know what other albums are this well put together by Slipknot. Is Iowa this well put together? I really couldn't tell you. Is self-titled this put together? I don't know. Either way, I would love to hear what your favorite Slipknot is, album is, what you thought about this project. I don't know. Did you play a good video game this weekend? Let me know. Did you have hurricane seasons fucking up your shit? And if so, I hope you're okay. But let me know if you had some drama go on i don't know i'm a little bit weird sometimes thank you all for watching it means the world for me at least and us that because there's more than me in the channel that we care about y'all being here and watching it just is kind of awesome so thank you. If you wanna leave a comment, you can. I'll make effort to respond to you. You can like the video if you thought it was cool. You can subscribe to the channel for more reviews. Mostly it's hip hop, but I'm trying to get some other stuff up in there. Special thanks to the patrons: Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Lyndale Williams, and Coney Sparks. They're dope. They support what we do. They help us get a new camera. They tell us what albums they wanna see us review. Gonna be paying for our website soon. It's freaking dope like that. And if you wanna support this channel and help it get to the next tier, Patreon is an excellent way to do that um i also make music you can check that out in the description of this video i'm very grateful for you to be here like i've said and have yourself a wonderful day night evening week whatever you watch this